Welcome to the fifth edition of HGF's Fashionably IP podcast. My name's Rebecca Field. I'm a chartered trademark attorney at IP law firm HGF, and I'm joined by my colleague Lee Curtis, also a chartered trademark attorney at HGF. Hello. As you know, the Fashionably IP podcast has been developed from the success of the Fashion and IP LinkedIn group, which is run by us and now has approaching 12,000 members, including many of the leading IP council across the world, both in-house and in private practice. This podcast series will find inspiration from the subjects commented on in that group. If you are not a member of the Fashion and IP LinkedIn group, please find it amongst the groups on LinkedIn and simply apply to join. To be clear, this podcast is not legal advice, and if you have any queries on the points we have raised, please contact us directly at either rfield at hgf.com or lee at alcurtis at hgf.com. The subject of this podcast concerns the use of trademark rights to protect elements of fashion design in the world of fashion. However, to start off again, we thought we would firstly tell you just a little bit about HGF. So HGF, well, HGF is one of the leading IP firms in Europe. We have offices across the United Kingdom, the Republic of Ireland, the Netherlands, France, Germany, Austria and Switzerland. We manage the IP portfolios of many of the world's leading companies and can do all things IP, whether it's clearing your IP, registering your IP or enforcing your IP. Now back to Rebecca and fashion. So in this fifth podcast, we're going to talk about the use of trademark rights to protect fashion design elements. Why is that an important subject in the world of fashion, Lee? Well, I think I'm safe to say that most elements of fashion design are probably widely viewed as being protected by copyright and design rights. I would also say that the courts have traditionally placed the protection of fashion designs in the box of copyright and design protection. However, this does not mean that fashion designs cannot be protected by unregistered and indeed registered trademark rights. The protection of fashion design elements by way of trademark rights should not be overlooked. Although with uh, unregistered copyright and design rights, such rights uh, come into force on creation and they are indeed relatively cheap to obtain, they have a limited lifespan, particularly, for example, with regards unregistered uh, EU community design rights which only lasts three years from first release to the public. And generally, for the purposes of infringement, one has to show copying. Furthermore, to be successful in an unregistered uh, copyright or design right case, one firstly has to show that you own the rights. And there has always been issues of possible attack of such rights on the basis of novelty in a design element. Although copying does not have to be shown with regards to the infringement of UK and EU registered design rights, Again, they have a limited lifespan, 25 years in the case of both rights. In theory, trademark rights can last forever. So how can trademark rights be used to protect fashion designs, Rebecca? Trademark rights are indeed often overlooked in the protection of fashion designs, given the natural tendency to focus on the use of copyright and design rights. Talking firstly about common law trademark rights, focusing on the UK. So firstly, a bit of a pedantic point, there is no such thing as an unregistered trademark right in the UK. The common law tort of passing off protects goodwill built up in relation to business activity, not the trademark itself per se. The establishment of goodwill is the first part of the so-called trinity of passing off one has to establish in such cases. 
you have to prove with regards to the design element of a fashion product that goodwill has been established in that element, that it is an identifier of the product from a branding point of view, not simply a decorative element. You then have to go on and prove the second point of misrepresentation, that consumers would effectively be confused, and then finally you have to show that you've suffered damage or that you are likely to suffer such damage. One of the drawbacks of using passing off in the world of fashion is showing that a fashion design element is acting as a trademark, so a badge of origin. Often, a word mark used in relation to a product overshadows the design element, which is often viewed as an ornamental element of the product itself. However, the Freddie versus Hugs Clothing Limited case, which came before the Intellectual Property Enterprise Court, so IPEC, last year in the UK, showed the power of using passing off in the world of protecting elements of fashion design. In that case, the back of a pair of jeans was shown as an element of get-up of the jeans and that consumers would distinguish that element of the jeans design from other products. Goodwill was therefore found to subsist in the design element. The way Freddie emphasised that element of the design in their advertising was important in showing that goodwill. Further, the founder of Freddie emphasised the distinctiveness of that design element and its uniqueness in the fashion market. The offending design by Hugs was held to be too similar and thus misrepresentation was therefore found and indeed evidence of damage was admitted with references to complaints from consumers and questions over whether Freddie had rebranded to the Hugs brand. Post-sale confusion was also of importance in this case with reference to a New Zealand case concerning the Levi Strauss Red Tab brand. Post-sale confusion could become of greater importance in the world of fashion, particularly in this time of social media postings, such as on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, where the visual look of the garment is of importance. The buying consumer may not be confused, but they may confuse other consumers post-sale that they are wearing the plaintiff's products, and so it becomes a bit murky. Further, the differences in the word marks were found not sufficient to lead to differentiate the products themselves. Are there any other ways that fashion design elements can be protected via trademark rights, Lee? Yes, uh, registered trademark protection should not be overlooked and indeed position trademarks uh, should not be overlooked. In the world of fashion, the position of a design element on a fashion product can be of great importance from a branding perspective. Companies such as Adidas have utilised the registration of position trademarks in the world of fashion. Just think about the famous three uh, stripes trademarks, which is probably the ultimate position trademark. Position trademarks are in many ways the registered embodiment of the sort of passing off rights that Rebecca has described. They are now clearly defined under EU trademark law following a change in the European Trademark Directive and have effectively been transposed into UK trademark law by way of Brexit-cloned UK trademark registrations, even though they're not explicitly referred in uh, the UK Trademarks Act 1994. I would argue that they are relatively hard to obtain and are relatively narrow rights, but can be of great use in the world of fashion. Generally, they have to proceed on the basis of evidence of distinctiveness by way of use. Written descriptions for position trademarks are often key, Uh, to clearly define the scope of the registered trademark sought. 
Furthermore, uh, the drawings and the use of disclaimed elements are often of great importance to position trademarks. If you incorporate color into a position trademark, you also need to use Pantone numbers to define the shade of color. So what are your takeaways from this discussion, Rebecca? Well, one has to accept that it can be hard to protect elements of fashion design by way of common law rights under passing off, and indeed by way of registered position trademarks, as Lee said. However, if you can obtain them, they can be of great use and benefit. Do not forget about trademark rights in the protection of elements of fashion design, whether you are a plaintiff or indeed a defendant. We are not arguing that one should ignore design and copyright rights, but trademark rights should not be overlooked and can be used in a blended portfolio of IP rights using design and copyright rights as well, together with those trademark rights if they're available to you because it all builds a good picture. We hope that you've enjoyed our fifth Fashionably IP podcast and more will follow in the months to come. Please do feel free to share this podcast and review it on the various platforms. Also feel free, if you have not already done so, to listen to our previous podcasts on personal names, colour in fashion, whether your fashion brand is a product, and vice versa, and finally, so-called zombie fashion brands. Thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye.